Hariyam, Shri Guru Bhyanamaha. It's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. Is a quote I've heard Swami Tejumayananda Ji, our Guruji, say very often. We give importance to importance. We value importance because of our pride. Bhajagavindam here says, Ma Guru Dana Jana Yovana Garvam, that this pride is something that can be taken away from us in a fleeting second. Harati Nimeshat Kala Sarvam. The word Nimeshat is even smaller than a moment. It's described as the amount of time it takes us to blink. So, why have pride in? And a list is given. Dana, wealth, Yovin, our youth, and all our different possessions. Because these things, we don't know how long they're going to last. We know so many stories of people losing their money and their importance, sometimes overnight. The last emperor of China was a child that commanded an army. He had everything done for him to the point that he didn't even have to clean himself when he went to the bathroom. Overnight, he was an orphaned, homeless kid running to save his life. There is a movie, a biographical movie about him, which shows him dressed in red, the small little kid commanding people, telling them at his whims and fancies what they should be doing and how he wants things to be. A child getting whatever he wants. The next moment, he is dressed in torn clothes, dirtied, because he hasn't even been able to have the privilege of having a bath. So incredibly fearful of every second person he meets. There's only one loyal attendant that bothers to look after him. He goes from eating 50 different varieties of dishes for dinner to congee, just the water left over from cooked rice. Maybe his is a very drastic story, but there's so many that have lost their wealth and then had has to face very humble settings. A rag to riches story is so fascinating and a feel good factor, but there's many riches to rag stories. That is reality for people, not just a story. And when it's from riches to rag, it's much more difficult to swallow. So why be proud of wealth? We don't know how long we're going to have it. Yovin, youth. Well, youth, we do know how long we're going to have it. And it's not that long. Many people, when they turn 30, they suddenly feel old. Some when they're even younger, because they realize time is passing by and youth starts to fade. But even if it's not time that takes away our vitality and our good looks of youth, it can be an incident. There was an amazing model. She had started her career at 14, like so many models do. 
She was posing for clothes, for handbags, for sunglasses. She was getting an incredible amount of attention. She was followed by people on Instagrams in their thousands and people knew her name, recognized her in public places. And by the age of 16, she was already a celebrity. In one of the jobs that she had to do, they had to walk down the catwalk, posed, be photographed, and go back. We've seen it in so many TV scenarios. Very few of us see it live, but we know what's done. So she was hired as one of the top models to be able to display a designer brand clothes. Excited that she had now moved on in her career to be able to be paid the amount she did, she accepted the job and she, at the age of 16, almost 17, was already at the prime of her career as a model. Walking down the catwalk the first time, now accustomed to all the shining lights and the flashes going off, she was a pro so natural, praised by everyone for her skill, her poise, her stance. And the clothes she was wearing too was being praised. The second time as she was walking down the catwalk, unfortunately, there was some water maybe or something else that caused her to slip. As models, they wear very high heels. And when she slipped, she twisted her ankle and fell. And as she fell, she fell into a huge light on the side of the catwalk to light up the clothes and their features. As she fell into it, the glass from it shattered into hundreds of pieces. And many of those pieces pierced into her face. She was rushed to hospital had to have a very long, elaborate surgery. And when she came out and she looked at her face, all she could see was scars. Her career had ended. Beauty, youth, we don't know how long it's going to last. And is it really who we are? to be proud of these things that are fleeting, to be proud of these things that are so superficial, is to define ourselves by things that aren't really who we are. And then we rob ourselves because we've set ourselves up for a fall. We've set ourselves up for disappointment. One of the bad things about pride is we can lose it in a moment. We had become proud about something that is not even mine. How have we created our looks? Or how have we created any of the talents we have? Somebody who sings well, they can take credit for the practicing that they have done, but they can't take credit for the actual voice that they were born with. If I have created something on my own, I can take credit for it. But when I take no role in its creation, how can I own it and then even be proud of it? But the worst part of pride, 
is that when we're proud of these things, our looks, our money, our talent, it costs us something far more valuable. When we identify with that thing, when we become arrogant about it, then we identify with something that is finite and limited, something that's going to end. And it costs us our ability to see that which is infinite. It costs us our ability to see that which we really are and be free. Instead, we hold on to something we're not and allow it to bind us. To give up this pride is to set ourselves free. To give up this pride is to allow ourselves to recognize that we are far more than all these superficial things. The moment I say I am rich, in that moment I lose my infinitude because I'm only rich in that limited amount. It's not a good bargain. By holding on to false pride, we lose the real blissful nature that we have. Just because we have something now doesn't mean we'll always have it. In the Ramayan, when the princes go to Gurukul, they are told to sleep on the floor. One of the princes make a remark, but we are from the palace. Why should we have to sleep on the floor? And we'll always be princes, so no need for us to do it. The Guru then explained to the four princes that in the Gurukul, or in school, as we would say today, everyone is treated the same. Plus, you never know what life is going to bring you. So it's best to be equipped for the worst, because then you can handle anything that comes. And as destiny would have it, Sri Ram was exiled to the forest, and he did have to sleep on the floor. Unfortunately, he knew exactly how to. Don't waste time with pride. It doesn't help us. It doesn't prepare us. In fact, it robs us. Think about it. For more in-depth talks from Swamini Supriyananda and other excellent teachers of the Chinmaya mission, you can subscribe to chinmayaclicks.com. That's Chinmaya, C-L-I-X, dot com. You can also visit the Chinmaya channel on YouTube for bite-sized inspiration and discourses on in-depth Vedantic texts. To know about local classes, activities, and upcoming retreats, visit www.chinmayamission.com. And see you on the next podcast.